0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the TFA Dino Show, episode like fifty two. Now we're rolling, we're chugging along. No Tom joining me tonight, so I went to the bullpen and pulled an, an old buddy, an, an old relief pitcher, and actually a starting pitcher as the host of the Dynasty Happy Hour. Doug, Eddie,
1: the Fancy Father, Dougie Fresh,
0: <laughs> the Pool Master. What's That's going right. on,
1: man? Oh man, it is. It's it's going. I'm uh I'm in the second wave of rookie drafts. My rookie drafts are done, but as you know, Robbie the rookie auctions are going to start and, and I am pumped. So I don't have any, I haven't done any rookie auctions. I got three of them coming up. All my rookie drafts are pretty much done. So i uh, having a little break in between, you know, living the pool life, getting that open, been a busy month with family commitments and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, I'm out here in Rhode Island. Just been nice weather. No complaints out here.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, I actually haven't done any Rookie mocks yet. I, I I commission a lot of the leagues I'm in. John Bosch finally like passed all of his leagues over to me to commission. He's like, no, 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 I don't want to do those anymore. Right. And then I just do a lot of the other ones on my own. And I said, instead of figuring out all these different dates for one, I just want to do them all at once. And I know that's going to be hellacious for me, who's going to be doing eight to ten of them in a week span. Right. But yeah. it's just from a planning standpoint, so much easier to just go all in one bucket. So June, i think it's the week of june 4th i think that's that monday It's gonna be or june 6th it's
1: gonna be my hell week but also yeah a i'll be on a cruise june 10th so that'll be fun
0: good bar tab I mean hopefully you don't have any more money to spend you're fine no,
1: i, I got some monies but i you know what i bought the internet package because my mother-in-law is gonna be watching the kids and she needs a way to get in touch with us so you think oh doug ain't paying attention he'll be on a cruise <laughs> yeah i'll be paying attention you don't need to worry about that i'll yeah. be getting them deals i'll be sniffing them deals out Give me, some, give me some you always do players. you always find somebody and so we're not talking
0: rookies tonight we're talking well we might they're going to be a part of this super True. flex startup mock draft and and we know it's startup season right all summer long people are planning how do i get in more leagues resisting the urge to get in more leagues i got talked into one oh, already so that i've got coming up. So uh, I'm excited to do this because it's going to help me prepare for for my startups that are coming up here later in the summer. I don't know. Have you done any so far, any any mocks, anything like that?
1: So I've uh, I've did a like a 16 best ball dynasty startup with uh, James Tyler and a couple of buddies just a simple one on sleeper it's a lot of fun all the rosters are absolutely stacked it included rookies uh, so I get an idea um you know there's I know there's a lot of people out there like you got any more leagues yeah want to give me some more leagues Joe broken <laughs> um, there's people out there that yeah I I can that was, I was like I'll do this league because it's best ball and it's no maintenance after you draft it that's kind of where I'm at because I'm already in a ton of leagues so I get asked all the time hey join this league and I'm like oh, yeah I
0: really yeah, so is. much
1: I've got yeah. all my rosters where I like them in all my leagues, and where I can maintain them, and I know who what players are on what roster. I don't need to add anything else to the chaos. I'm, yeah, you're you're in that
0: sweet spot. You're in that yes. absolute sweet. I'm in spot. my
1: like 13 dynasty league sweet
0: spot. We're we're close. We're close. I'm right around there. Yeah, maybe maybe just over that. Within you add in some redraft, but do we do we count them? Do we count the redraft? I don't
1: know. Nah, nah. It's <laughs> so easy maintenance. That's once a week. While you know you're in the bathroom on a Sunday morning. you're just setting your lineups good to go (laughs) yeah
0: So, uh, like I said, we are doing a startup mock draft here, and it's just going to be you and me and then the AIs uh, doing the draft. And the reason I wanted just two of us in here is because we can then talk about these picks, talk about our strategy, because I think that's a big thing that that people kind of overlook when they're doing it with 12 people. You only have two minutes on the clock and you don't have enough time to dive into why you went this player over that player. What's your strategy if this guy went off the board? How do you pivot position to position, take best player available? All that strategy. Uh, and so maybe that's where I'm going to start, Doug. While I get this set up, maybe start with just your general um, startup uh, strategy. Uh, we're talking super flex. I think that's yep. important to note. So, uh, are are you looking at positions? You're drafting at the 106. I'll be drafting at the 112. You know, just overall thoughts as, as we enter a startup.
1: Uh, I did a, the last startup I did. Well, like a full startup was a couple of years ago, and my strategy was. I wanted to target first and second year players. And out, outside of like the studs in the first couple of rounds, I wanted to start to get first and second year players on my roster. Um, now th- that was a super flex league. And I took the strategy of really punting quarterback. I think the first quarterback I took was in round five and that was Tua Tagovailoa. Um, and I paired him with Jameis Winston super late when Cam Newton didn't have a team and then he signed with the Pats. Um, I got him super late. So, so, but what I was able to do Part of my super flex, I think people get really super caught up, and you have to have at least two quarterbacks. I think that's a, a sound strategy. It's a, it's a tale as old as time, Beauty and the Beast, right? But I think the the thing that people get caught up in is if if you draft a deep roster in draft, uh, you know maybe get one stud quarterback in the beginning of your draft and then fill it in later. But if you get a deep roster, so this is my roster in this league. I've got Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback, cool. I've got Christian McCaffrey. Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers at running back, yoked. I got Jamar Chase in the rookie draft. I've got uh, Terry McLaurin, um, DK Metcalf, Elijah Moore. Uh, so I have a really deep, solid, good roster. I actually was didn't think I was going to have a great season last year, and I ended up finishing in fourth. Um, so I think it's one of those things that if you – If you hit on a later quarterback, you're in really good shape. So say you take Mahomes in the first and then you wait another four or five rounds to take your second quarterback, depending on how the board is going. Um, You can do that and just build a solid deep roster and you don't have to necessarily rely on that second or third QB. I know it sounds weird because everyone's like, you need two QBs right away. And especially, you know, we drafted Scott Fishbowl and that's a super flex format. And it's almost always like there's 20 quarterbacks off the board by the 30th pick. Right. Um, Right. And and that's very common in these, in these super flex startups. So I think you can kind of, you can zig when they zag and you can, you can definitely take advantage of that. I think because there's going to be a dead zone when quarterbacks don't go. And then if you start to get some of those guys later and you know, one might be an okay starter or one's like a, a rookie that. You know, you have, One might be Zach Wilson that you get super late, and maybe he makes a year two jump or whatever. Um, those are the shots I want to take late, and then fill my roster with as many studs as possible. And and, and in a startup, try to be as young as possible. Um, you know, year one, year two, because then if you hit, like I have in that league, you're going to be able to have a a a winning environment for a lot of years.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I love that that part you said about the quarterbacks, especially because we had so many highly touted rookies that didn't quite live up to expectation. And so now you can get them later, right? Like everyone's bagging on Zach Wilson, right? They're a little bit warming up to him because of the weapons he got. But Justin Fields, same story. Trey Lance, uh, similar story, right? Even even Trevor Lawrence. So those are guys that um, I'm going to guess in this super flex format might not go until maybe the fourth, fifth-ish round, uh, maybe even further. So for a super flex, that's really good value for that second quarterback. I'm interested to see where they go. Again, we're going to have some AI, but it is set – to to two quarterback uh, league, rating. yeah, it should so, be interesting. I'm
1: looking forward to see what the uh, the bots do. Yeah, exactly. So, a little shout out to the chats.
0: Walido popping in with the super chat, appreciate that. Ashton's rocking with us. These are some of our main guys here at TFA that are doing mocks nice. right now with us. Redraft. They're jumping into the dynasty. So, hopefully, they got some dynasty startups coming their way and they can learn and see what we do right and see what we what we do. I might wrong.
1: try to, I might try to implore my strategy in this one just for S and G's as the kids say.
0: All right, let's kick this off to make sure it starts off correctly. I'm going to click the button here and see if we're off and running. I love the sound effects. Oh man, <laughs> I, I had to mute the sound effects. Shoo. All right. <laughs> so four quarterbacks off the rip. And and before you talk about your pick, and Doug, I think I can pause. You should be able to. The clock at some point here. Yeah, pause draft. But, I mean, we got plenty of time. Uh, Talk about these four quarterbacks going off the rip. I mean, I think Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes are two of the guys that it's kind of obvious. Justin Herbert's going into that realm. Maybe Burrow's a little bit of a reach there. But are you surprised, and do you think this is maybe indicative of some drafts, that could happen in in Superflex?
1: Uh, I think it is. I think, you know, Allen, to me, is going to be the 101 in most. I'm not shocked that Justin Herbert was the 102. I think with Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill, people, uh, I don't know why you're concerned. Pat Mahomes, it's like Tom Brady when he had Rache Caldwell at receiver. Like, he still had, like, 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. It just doesn't matter. And he has talented players there. Burrow at three? That's a little that's a little spicy. I think I would probably still take uh guys like Lamar and Kyler over Burrow just because of the rushing ability. Um I think that this is a bit of a recency bias pick because they just went to the Super Bowl. they have Jamar Chase. They did increase they did uh have additions to the offensive line, which I liked, but Burrow's not going to give you that rushing upside. so I, I would probably have Burrow um you know, probably as my QB six or seven. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's that... probably reasonable.
0: Yep, for sure. For sure. I think that's a, a little bit of a reach by bot number three. Uh, he, he is feeling that recency bias. And we saw the touchdown percentage for for Burrow be astronomical. Uh, normally that regresses back a little bit unless your name's Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I'm curious to see how that happens uh, here for 2022. Okay, you're up with only Jonathan Taylor as the non-quarterback off the board. So you really have your pick of the litter uh, yeah, if we're looking at other non-quarterbacks, maybe you're, maybe you're still feeling a quarterback at this spot though.
1: You know, I could go chalk here. Both Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson are both attractive. Uh, I could get the stud QB out of the way, or I could go with, uh, you know, the dynasty wide receiver one or two, you know, yep. you've got Jamar and, J- and Justin Jefferson. Ooh, this is a tough one. You know what? I think I'm, I think I'm going to try to implore my strategy and, and, see what I can create with quarterback here. Just for, like I said, just for S and G's because now I'm curious. So I am going to take Jamar chase at one Oh six and okay. see, and see where it leads to me in round two. It should be interesting.
0: So you like Jamar chase over Jefferson who goes right behind him. If you're picking between those two, are you going to go uh, chase most often? Or are they? really um, close? I,
1: I think just because I, I think burrows a better quarterback than cousins. And the stabilities there and Chase. I mean, they're both X, ex- it's it's a really a coin flip between the two. Chase is a little bit younger, doesn't have as much wear and tear. I mean, that's kind of a factor too, I guess. But um, I think that Chase's ceiling. We saw Chase in year one beat Justin Jefferson's rookie records. You know, he could have Great. an even bigger year two. So again, it's it's a it's a coin flip, but I'm gonna go with the the one that has the better quarterback between the two. Yeah,
0: and, and I wanted to go at the 112 because I think this one's a really challenging spot, right? You're it not going to get any of the studs or like right off the rip. And, and obviously there's still great options here, but you don't get your easy pick like an Allen, Herbert Mahomes. You're not going to get the top running back or the top two wide receivers. You're kind of almost at that next tier down, I would say. And the one pick I really uh that catches my my eye here is Deshaun Watson. I think yep. after a lot of that information, uh we, we heard the information come out that they're not going to uh, be doing any more criminal charges. It's now just at a civil uh, charge standpoint. Uh, we're looking at maybe just a uh, suspension for the 2022 season, or if all that's not resolved, maybe it's 2023 season, but I don't think it's dynasty. Uh, it's not going to have huge dynasty ramifications, right? So I think Deshaun Watson for me is is a kind of a tear break after him in terms of quarterbacks, because we got to remember he's still 24 five or 26 he might be 26 and so we're still talking about a really young asset here and i think he's a quarterback that i need to take because again i'll I'll go back to back picks but then i won't have a pick for for quite a while so i need yeah that's always the
1: challenge on the turns right like it's a it's a hard strategy on the turn because you're gonna have to really nail the picks because you're gonna sit there and wait and watch a lot of players go off the board so if you uh don't read the room correctly, or, you know, you may, it may be one of those things where you regret going in a a way that you did because you have to wait so long.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there is a strategy where you lock up your two quarterbacks and be, feel good about them. You're going to be obviously weaker at the other positions, but I think for Russell's age, Jalen hurts could be fantastic for this year, but there's still a lot of question marks going forward. I'm not a Lance guy, and, and, and some of these other guys I think I can get a little bit later. I'm going to hold off at quarterback. I think what I'm looking at here is maybe these top two running backs in Javante, DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. and then for me, I think Kyle Pitts is in this conversation. It's a tight crazy? end
1: premium, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, tight end premium, I think, just to make it all even. So just to read off That's for everybody, we're doing super flex, so you have a quarterback, and normally your flex is going to be that second quarterback. Uh, two running back, three wide receiver, tight end with the tight end premium. And the three wide receiver and the tight end premium really kind of just level the playing field between your quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I think it's the most fair positionally. And so that's why I'm considering Kyle Pitts here.
1: I think you have to consider Kyle Pitts because uh, the age, the production in his rookie year, the touchdown regression, right? He's going to positively regress. He had, what, one touchdown last year, which is insane. So don't be surprised, especially with the target share. I mean, they bring in Drake London, they trade for Brian Edwards, and they have Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is going to see a ton of volume, whether it's from Mariota or Ritter. And I think his upside is just unbelievable. So you have to consider Kyle Pitts uh, at the end of round one in a super flex startup with tight end premium.
0: Yeah, Rachina R in the chat here is asking. You know, Superflex is two QB. Can you play them at the same time? It's not two QB. It it doesn't force you to play a second quarterback. But obviously, strategic wise, your quarterbacks are going to score the most points. It is very advantageous to have two quarterbacks. You're going to see quarterbacks be valued a lot higher than single. Yeah, and especially
1: trying to trade for one. Yeah, Godspeed. Like if you don't get them in the startup and you want to trade for one, you're going to have to give up a lot. So looking at this from a dynasty perspective, we see
0: tight ends go all the way into their age 32, 33 season. We saw it with Tony Gonzalez. We're seeing it with Travis Kelsey. He's entering his age 33 season. Mm-hmm. We saw it with maybe Jason Wynn to a lower extent and Antonio Gates to a lower extent. But I think I'm going to take that. Even though the running back, I'm probably going to be hurting at initially. We know the running back shelf life isn't quite as long. We're starting to question
1: their dynasty value at age yeah. 26, it's 27. Hard to build. It's hard to build around running backs nowadays.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to go here. And take Kyle Pitts. And while you're thinking okay. about your pick here, uh, right. Doug, I'm going to read this off just for people when we post it to the pod that they can hear. We had four quarterbacks go off the top Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes. Then we had the first uh, running back, Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson, with Chase going to Doug's team. Lamar Jackson and Dak also went in the first round with Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson going to my team. Najee Harris was also in the first round. And then the second round was Kyle Pitts to me, Cooper Cup, Javante, Ceedee Lamb, Swift, Mark Andrews. Who I think that's an interesting pick there uh, yeah. in the second round. And now it's back to you here. What are you thinking?
1: This is interesting. So I'm looking at the trend of the teams that took a quarterback in the first round didn't take one in the second. So far. So hey, I'm talk, not- about,
0: talk about that strategy real quick. Like do you, do you look at these teams' rosters this early where you're trying to guess if they'll take another quarterback?
1: Uh, I'm going to guess because it's the AI and the bot, I'm going to bet that on the way back, they might take a quarterback, but I'm, I'm guessing I can get my starting quarterback and be pretty happy in round three. If I chose to wait, um, what I'm thinking here, I mean, your best player available is Christian McCaffrey. We all know what he can do. Fantasy points per game. Didn't drop off at all in the last two years. He scored over 20 points a game. It's all about health. He's still young. I think he's 25 years old. Um, it's hard to pass on McCaffrey here. Eckler, I like Eckler. He's probably like the RB2 in redraft this coming year. Right. Um, but I have concerns around him as well. I, I, the Brees Hall, if I want to go year one and two, I'm not as sold on Brees Hall as a lot of people are. I think it's a weak draft class, so that elevated Brees Hall into being the clear-cut 101. I think in other years, he wouldn't have been. Right. Um You know, Wilson and Hurts, those would be nice pieces. A.J. Brown goes to Philly, not necessarily a passing offense. This is tough. I mean, I'm in the second round, and I'm, I'm like, waffling back and forth. Uh, You know, I actually thought, like, if I wanted to do year one and year two players, like Jalen Waddell, actually, it was someone that I'd think about here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll speak to that real quick while you're still mulling it over. I think Jalen Waddell with what he showed in year one is obviously in that echelon. And if we didn't have a Jamar Chase in that class, we'd be raving even more about him. Um, I'm going to pause this just real quick so we don't go too long. Uh, And so if if we see that he now has Tyreek Hill come to town and that's going to suppress his value a little bit where you're able to get him uh, a little bit later, but I don't think that's Tyreek Hill is going to be there for the long haul, right? We're talking about maybe it's a, a two or three year thing. Yeah, Jalen Waddle is talented enough to be that, that one, a to to Tyreek Hills one B. Now I think Tyreek Hill will be that one, a this first year. Maybe we'll see about year two, but Waddle has that talent to overtake Hill for sure.
1: All right. I want to do a little bit of math here. There's one, two, three, four, five, and then five. So there's 10 picks. Chances are Waddle may or may not be there for me on the way back. That's the risk. So I either take him here or lose him forever. Or I go with the best player available, which is Christian McCaffrey, which oh, Okay. This is this is really, really tough. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. I am gonna go with Oh, who's he going? Edge of our seat. I'm gonna go with Jalen Waddle and just see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. All
1: right. We got some quarterbacks gone.
0: Yeah, so so each All each right. of those teams did do a quarterback. So you saw four more quarterbacks go off uh right after Waddle went. I think I want to talk about this one before we get to the rest of them. Debo Samuel is a player that I think is really interesting at this spot. He's not the youngest. You know, you think about Debo Samuel, like he's only been in the league for two or three years. He came in as an older prospect. I think he's 25, maybe going closer to 26. I'd have to yeah, check that. I think that's uh, right. That – and then I'm just curious about how what this offense looks like with Trey Lance, right? Debo Samuel had a huge uh, touchdown uh, percentage, right? He, he had eight rushing touchdowns. He scored early and often when he was receiving the ball as well. And I don't know if those touchdowns come a, as much with Trey Lance, and I don't know if those passing attempts come as much with with Trey Lance. We saw that Debo was saying he doesn't want to run the ball as much. That's kind of why he was requesting the trade – I think Debo Samuel is going to be one of these guys we're going to fall back on and be like, man, we took him too early in 2022 drafts and here, here in the the startup.
1: Yeah. I think having a a really special season like he did, uh, it's going to be really hard to replicate that. And especially, you know, Debo does have an injury history. He stayed pretty clean last year. Uh, I love Debo as a player. He's got that nasty streak. He plays tough. He's like, he doesn't take any shit. Like he's just, or he's a s- awesome football player. Um, but I think that last year probably was his ceiling. I don't think he goes any higher than it's like Cooper cup. Like there's no, there's no way Cooper cup goes higher than he did last year. So you're you're taking Cooper cup, you know, that he went to team 11 in the second round right away. He's he's an older guy. He hit his ceiling like in a dynasty startup. I don't want Cooper cup in the second round. Right. Uh, Unless I'm going to build a win now team. And that's okay. If you do that, I like to build a little bit of, a little bit of both. If I can go youth and win now and combine the two, I'm cool with that. Now, I'm on the clock. I've got Jamar Chase. I've got Jalen Waddle. So I could smash receiver here and just go three wideouts right out the gate. I could think quarterback here because I see Trevor Lawrence, who obviously disappointing rookie season. But people forget that Peyton Manning was not great in his rookie season either. Great. Correct. Um, He was bad. He was really bad. Peyton Manning was. Yep. Um, And Trevor Lawrence is a prospect on the same plane as Peyton Manning. So I'm not panicking about Trevor Lawrence. Same. Um, I really like T Higgins, but do I want Higgins and Chase? I have them on a couple dynasty teams together. Interesting. Um,
0: you try to avoid that generally, or you, you well, just say, Hey, I'm going to take them and whatever happens happens. If I need to trade them, I'll, I'll have a good player. Yeah, I don't, I don't one. mind.
1: I don't mind taking both of them because it, it showed last year that they can both eat and be successful. So right. I'm not too worried about that. Um, hmm. you know what? I think I am going to tap my first court. Quarter- I'm looking at the quarterbacks coming up and I think by the time it gets to me, there's going to be some more gone and, it's starting to dry up a little bit. So I'm not panicking, but I am starting to get conscious of how far do I want to push it now? Third round. You're like, well, that's still pretty early, but if I take one here, my future quarterback, maybe I can wait and not take one in four and then maybe take one in five or six. If there's a dead zone for quarterbacks and maybe I get a Kirk cousins or something a little bit later, who's obviously still got some years left. So I'm going to take, let me just check the availability board again here before I go. Uh, So I like AJ Brown too but Philly I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence and I'm going to, I'm going to think that he's going to have positive regression in year two. Yeah. I think, no we're, going to find, yeah, I think
0: we're going to find uh, a value with a lot of these 2021 rookie quarterbacks. I think a lot of them are talented. They were all, almost all of them were in horrendous situations. A lot of them have new coaches, right? Trevor Lawrence, a uh, new coach, Justin Fields, new coach. Um, and so, I, and Doug, really, Doug
1: Peterson's a good coach for a young quarterback. I think
0: absolutely, and so we. I don't want to judge him off of one year. You already made the Peyton Manning reference. I've made that reference when talking about Trevor Lawrence a lot, not just because mm-hmm. I saw them as similar talents, right? Uh, you know, coming in, but just Trevor Lawrence had that struggle where there's nothing around him. He's throwing a ton, getting sacked a lot, and it doesn't always. Uh, it, it's not indicative of his future, right? So let's not worry about just year one. So I think you have a really good pick there. Um, Man, here's here's what's interesting. When you go tight end early, you have a lot of positions to feel. I could go my quarterback two here. I could go my first running back, which I definitely need. Yep. I could go wide receiver here. Man, there's a lot of options for me here. Man. Hmm. And here's what's tough, because I started with Pitts, super young. Watson, who I would still consider young at that 25, 26. Oh, he could age. play quarterback
1: for another 10-plus years. Easily. Now, do
0: I want to go into, hey, let's try and win now, take a Tyreek. Uh, looking at running back, I could go Chubb, Camara. We saw yes. Henry already come off the board, Adams, Diggs. So mm. some of these win-now guys are coming off the board. Uh, you know, that, that's the guy. T. Higgins is my guy. So let me just wax poetic real quick. So yep. coming out, he doesn't run at the combine, right? And everyone's like, no, T. Higgins, you know, we're moving him down. I got him in the second round of a lot of drafts. Uh, in our league, Bartab, I was auctioning back and forth with uh, Gabe for him just for the entire time. And Gabe ended up winning him. I still haven't forgiven him, but I've been a T Higgins <laughs> guy kind of from the yeah. onset.
1: I like, I have so, T I have a lot of T shares lots. Cause even that middle of the second round, I was like T Higgins like all day.
0: I think I'm going to employ the, the Doug Eddy wait on your second quarterback here. And I'm going to, I'm going to snap, snap up here. Saquon is going to be the running back for me, and I'll tell okay. you why. Nick Chubb, I, I think there's a ceiling there. He can be a, a fantastic lower-end running back one, but he always is capping, especially if Deshaun Watson's coming to town. What's that touchdown upside? Alvin Kamara, he's the guy I don't want to take here. I feel like he's kind of on that cusp of dropping off. Antonio Gibson, the the, the commanders have shown us that they don't want him to be the workhorse running back, right? They yeah, Gibbs, Gibson Gibson's
1: stock is way down right now. They resign McKissick.
0: They draft uh, Robinson. I'm not sure what his future holds. And I think Saquon Barkley, we're getting the injury discount on him in a big way. So I'm going to take him here as a prospect that I still really like. That offense is going to be much, much improved. They address the offensive line. They address. um, Dable's a good coach. Dable is going to be much, much better than Joe Judge and, and Jason Garrett. So I think that's going to be my option. And then, you know, we've been waxing poetic on T. Higgins. I'm just going to roll there as my wide receiver one and running back one. Love it. So let me set the table here as you ponder your fourth pick here. In the third round, we saw uh, four quarterbacks go off. Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Jalen Hurts goes in the third, and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Running backs was Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley to me at the three twelve, and then A.J. Brown, uh, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, and D.K. Metcalf. And then in the fourth round, I went Higgins, then it was Kittle, Gibson, Tyreek, Drake London. So is that the first rookie wide receiver? I think it is. Yep. And then Kamara, you're back up here with a lot of different options.
1: Yeah, you know, I see like Travis Kelsey staring me at the face. My team's not built to have Travis Kelsey on it. Um and I have the same concerns with Chubb that you do. Now I look at some of these. Run- I could go running back here. I love Cam Akers. I'm a Florida State guy, but I have concerns. Dobbins, I have concerns. Um, to me, th- this may sound crazy, but I think where I'm going to go here is running back, and okay. it's go- and it's going to be a guy we didn't see play at all in his rookie season. Mm. It's going to be it's going to be Travis Etienne, and the reason yes. it's going to be Travis Etienne is because there's a, like five prospects that with their college production, age, athletic testing, it's it's like Saquon Barkley, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, and two other running backs are on this chart. People forget that Travis Etienne was an elite running back at Clemson. Absolutely. He can do it all. He can be on the field for three downs. They didn't address anything in the draft, except for drafting Snoop Connor in like the fifth. James Robinson ruptured his Achilles. Who knows if he'll be back? I don't know if he's got the same, like, superhuman strength that Cam Akers does. But uh, they they spent a first-round pick on Travis Etienne. Now, I know it was under Urban Meyer. But to see Trevor Lawrence and Etienne, the running back that he played with his whole college career, and Etienne, they did some stuff on the offensive line for the Jaguars. I think the with Doug Peterson there, I know he can always be a wild card when it comes to running back usage. But when I look at the upside, I mean, Akers... As much as I loved him pre Achilles when he came back, maybe he came back a little too early. Dobbins is is tough because they still have Gus Edwards. Lamar runs so much. Ken Walker, like, there's a lot of muddle there. Like, I think I'm just going to go for, I'm going to go second year player again. And I'm just going to take Travis Etienne and let's go. Yeah.
0: I love that uh, because again, we're talking injury discounts. And I think that's the number one discount you're going to get with a lot of these players. And, and again, there's a reason that, that they get discounted, but a lot of these times I'm not going to predict injury in the second year, right? If they get hurt in the first year or in Saquon's case, he got hurt back to back years. I'm not going to be the one that's going to suggest, Oh, he's going to get hurt again. I'm I don't have that knowledge to understand it. Now, if it's a chronic injury like a Todd Gurley with his knees, that's a different conversation, but two unrelated issues. You know, the one I, I think back to was Keenan Allen, right? Everybody was hammering Keenan Allen because he lacerates a kidney and then he tears his ACL <laughs> in the first quarter of the first game after getting like, I don't know, his seven or eight receptions in the first yeah. quarter. It was insane. And they're like, oh, no, we got to drop Keenan Allen down. We got to drop him down. So he went to like the fifth round. And what would what he do the next year? He, I think he was like the wide receiver three. So. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm not going to hammer people too much on injury, especially when they had the pedigree coming in. So I kind of love what's been happening here as a guy who skipped on my quarterback, too. After you took ETN, we saw Chubb, Ken Walker, the rookie running back. He's the second running back, rookie running back off the board. Kelsey goes, Dobbins, Akers, Burks, uh, Hawkinson, Deontay Johnson, McLaurin, Aaron Rodgers going here. And now you're back up here in the fifth round. Really, only one quarterback in the past. Almost 24 picks, right? It was Trevor Lawrence, the last one to go. So we have a huge lull here at at quarterback. And and that's probably good for you if you're maybe looking to take that second one. You have all your options still available except for 38 year old Aaron Rodgers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was kind of, I'm a little salty here because I really was interested in either Burks, Deontay Johnson, or McLaurin. Um, but, you know, we, uh, when I look at the board of everyone is available, could take Justin Fields here year two. I don't like what Chicago's doing. So it would be like you start Justin Fields because he's your QB2, but you're not going to feel great about it some weeks. No, nope. no. Nope. Tua, obviously, year, going into year three, he has a lot of weapons around him. It's a make-or-break year for him. Um, but DJ Moore, to me, uh, you know, the only receiver to have 1,000 yards in the last, like, three years in a row And I know he only scores four or five touchdowns a year, but DJ Moore is a great player. Um, You know, do I go a little older and go with DJ Moore or do I go with Justin Fields and then just call it a day at quarterback for a bit? This is a, this is a tough spot because there's a lot of players that I like. Um, You know, I'm really looking at Michael Pittman here. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I like Pittman a lot. I think Pittman's going to be an absolute stud. I think he already is a stud, but I think, with the upgrade from Matt Ryan, like Matt Ryan, you know, and not to say that Matt Ryan made Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, but Matt Ryan's a damn good quarterback. And I still think he's got some juice left. Um, hmm. This is a, this is a tough one. You know what I think, and there's nothing running back is just starts to get really ugly. Oh, absolutely. I, I think
0: sometimes people forget. And Kevin, and I just talked about this uh, on our show, talking about some rankings. You know, I think people forget about, Michael Pittman and how good of a year he had last year. It was just kind of underrated a little bit. He had 129 targets, 88 receptions, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. And that's with Carson Wentz, who I think is kind of just that right average to below average quarterback. Matt Ryan's older, but he's definitely a more talented version at quarterback, and he knows how to get an alpha wide receiver. The football we saw it with Roddy White, we saw it with Julio Jones. Uh, If you're not taking him, I'm definitely looking at him when it gets to my pick.
1: Well, you know what? I'm going to receivers deep. I'm scrolling through here and there's a lot of players I like, but again, maybe I build a really deep roster and don't worry so much about the QB two. So let's roll with Michael Pitbull Pitman Pittman jr.
0: Love it. Love it.
1: Done. So
0: while Lito asked in the chat uh, about David Montgomery, we're sitting there in the fifth um, and he's only 24 years old, you know, Mm -hmm. Chicago didn't do a ton to upgrade the offensive line or any other weapons around him. What are your feelings on Montgomery? I've always been a Montgomery guy. I was big on him when he came out. He's not your most explosive player, but man, he is shifty, breaks a lot of tackles. And if they could just get a line in front of him, like his yards after contact are fantastic. If they can just help him out with the yards before contact, I think he would jump up these rankings a lot for me, but that's kind of what's holding them back for me.
1: Uh, You know, it's interesting. Montgomery's going into his free agent year. I think he's going to be a free agent after this year. Cause he wasn't a first round pick. So this is his year four. I like Montgomery a lot as a player, you know, it was Josh Jacobs and Montgomery in that draft at the top of the draft for running backs. I think Montgomery has been a great player when he's on the field. I just don't, it, it's interesting because the running back landscape, free agent running backs. Um, there's, there's so much talent in the NFL at the running back position that if he doesn't resign with Chicago, like who knows where he's going to go. Right. Um, right. I'm a big Khalil Herbert guy. And I think the bears like him a lot too. So they might be like, Khalil Herbert Flash, we don't need to pay David Montgomery what he might want might want as a free agent, um, but bet on the player. So I thought about Montgomery there, but it doesn't fit my build as much. Yeah, he's
0: kind of him and Josh Jacobs being in that same draft class was kind of a teardrop for me. If one of them was available, I was really looking at taking one of those guys here um, with my Fifth pick here at the 512. Without them, we're looking at Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott, Elijah Mitchell, James Conner, AJ Dillon. Those guys are all kind of in the same tier for me. And again, I. I have the the trouble where I don't get to pick for a long time, so if I don't take them, I could miss out on that entire tier, but I'm going to take that risk and not go running back just because I'll take whatever one's left out of that area. They're all kind of similar for me. I'm really going to look here at wide receiver and quarterback. I've got Higgins at wide receiver, and I've got Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Um the two quarterbacks that jump out to me are Tua Tungavaloa, a guy that I really liked as a as a lefty quarterback, the only lefty in the league. He's now right. got Tyreek Hill, Waddle, he's got Gaseki. They added a bunch of other pieces. Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson, right? So I think he is really set up well um with, with his coaching staff to to just Kind of ball out, it's the make or break year, is what they say. But I think two is going to rise to the occasion, and he's going to be a fantasy superstar this year, so I'm excited about him. And then Zach Wilson's my other guy, kind of in this 2021 class, he's kind of the same feel where uh, people were kind of a little bit lower on him. Uh, you know, is he going to be as good as some of these other guys? Zach Wilson can run the football. He has a cannon of an arm and now they surrounded him with a ton of talent. Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. That offensive line is going to be super good. One of the best in the league, I think. Um, So I'm excited about his future. I could go either way there. I'm going to take Tua just because I like him just a tad more with his weapons. I think he's a little bit more developed than Zach Wilson is at this moment in time. So I'm going to go Tua there and then I'm going to go over here to the wide receivers. And real quick. I don't think it's terrible to take a third quarterback either because in your startups, the most, it's the hardest to get, I think, are star running backs and just any solid young quarterback. So if I went Zach Wilson here, I wouldn't be starting one of them each week, but that's a really big trade asset to to get a big haul. If one of those two, Tua or Zach Wilson takes a major leap, you can definitely pivot and then have the other one as your quarterback too. What do you think about that strategy?
1: Yeah, I don't mind that. We just did a uh, a review for a dynasty league over on dynasty happy hour. And uh, one of the teams started with five quarterbacks out of the gate. Wow. Yeah, I call that the John Bosch strategy. That is that is all the quarterbacks, book. because I mean, honestly, they're the they're the you know, they're the most valuable chip. Right. So there's going to be teams that there was teams that their quarterback two is something that you're like, oh, I don't really like that at all. So if they go to this team and say, I want this quarterback, they're going to be like, all right, give me a bunch of firsts and a player like they can literally rake people over the coals um, for quarterbacks. And I think that's part of the strategy in startups, too. I'm not a fan of that. I think it's a you know, you you're kind of holding the quarterbacks and then you're you know, you're trying to get someone to overpay. To me, it's just a lot of work and I don't want to put that much work into it to think about it that much. But people do it. So a third quarterback here. I wouldn't mind it because it is super valuable unless you have a player at another position that you really covet.
0: Yeah. I think here is where I'm going to go a little bit older. When we look at these uh, wide receivers here, I'm probably going to have to go older. If you're looking at Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who's not, who's not old. I think he's 25, 26. Yeah. Godwin's and, not that old. 26 probably. And, and then we have the rookies, right? Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, you have Keenan Allen mixed in there. And then Jerry Judy's the other name. Jerry Judy I think is really interesting because you can see this going either way right mm-hmm. does he really click with Russell Wilson and we've all just been super uh underrating him with his quarterback situation or is he that guy that's just maybe not going to get it after struggling year 1 year 2 he's always nicked up missing games left and right I think I'm going to go with Chris Godwin and I'm going to tell you why if he's healthy I don't think he's here and, and people he's are worried a, that he's a he wide gets-
1: receiver 1 when he's healthy He's
0: injured, uh, he got injured with the ACL in week 15, so he's probably not going to be ready week 1, but I don't think my team's going to be ready for week 1 because I took Watson as well. So if I'm looking from the dynasty right perspective, what can I do to maybe weather the storm, see what I can do in 2022, but really look at 2023 as that year since I already started out with Watson. I think I'm going to take Chris Godwin here and see what happens in 2022. Maybe I can build some good depth, but then going forward, I really love Chris Godwin and Watson and the rest of the squad. So I'm going to go
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. And
0: that's why I wanted to take a quarterback. We see a couple more quarterbacks start to trickle off the board. I think we're getting kind of towards that questionable area, Mm. right? Where Derek Carr never really had that QB1 ceiling. Now he gets Devontae Adams at least for a couple of years, right? Adams being 28, that's probably a two, three year situation. Mac Jones. Again, I don't see quarterback one ceiling from him right now. And then we have Aaron Jones go Darren Waller, Jerry Judy. And now you're back up here at the six Oh seven.
1: That I am. I'm just kind of scrolling through here, looking down the road. I think I have a great QB two, which I can wait on for a bit. So we'll Let see me, how uh, sneaky I can get here. Let me, let me
0: recap your team for, for those listening uh, pod version here. Uh, you went Jamar Chase, first pick. Then you went back-to-back wide receivers, so Jamar Chase and then Waddle. Third round, you went Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne in the fourth, Michael Pittman here in the fifth. So you have three wide receivers to fill out your starting three uh, quota, and then you have one quarterback, one running back, still looking maybe for a tight end, a, a second quarterback, more running back depth. What are you thinking here? Mm.
1: You know, out of all the positions I see that fit my, what I'm doing, it's really wide receiver. Um, You just can't get away from him. You know, it's hard. It's hard to like, all right, I could take Zach Wilson here. I could. Um, But you look at all the receiver. I mean, I'm not taking Leonard Fournette. I'm not taking Zeke. Elijah Mitchell, I don't know. Like, he could just be a one, a flash. I'm not sure. James Connor. I have no interest in. A.J. Dillon, okay, Maybe. I, I feel like I can wait on a lot of these guys. I might just like punt the running back position till later. Um, you know, when I look at wide receiver here, you know, Evans is more of a win now piece. Devonta Smith, they get AJ Brown there. I think that makes Devonta's life a little bit easier, but it's not a heavy passing offense. You know, Alave, I like as a prospect. But for me, the name that stands out here that fits what I'm doing is Jamison Williams. You know, he would have been the number one receiver if he didn't tear his ACL, I think. He was still drafted as a top 15 pick. Detroit moved up to get him. Moved up you know, a lot, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Minnesota was like, yeah, we'll give you a discount to move up in the division. <laughs> division, rival. What are you doing? Are you doing? <laughs> uh, I was at the draft and my my Vikings buddy was like, what just happened? And I go, oh, <laughs> not crazy. So, uh, you know, I do like Elijah Moore here as well. Um, you know, when we saw Elijah Moore on the field, he was a top 10 fantasy receiver for that four-week stretch it was, and he was awesome. Right. Um, you know, they they obviously they draft Garrett Wilson. They still have Corey Davis there. Uh, you know, Detroit Eskins used to have Amon Ra, DJ Chark. Uh, I don't know. This is a tough one. I You know, it's it's being put in this position sometimes where you're like, I could do this or I could do that. I think I have a good second quarterback that I can take later, so I'm going to risk it. And you know what? I was going to say,
0: you, real quick, Doug, do you, do you think some of your strategy, especially being right there in the middle, is who can maybe fall back to me if I'm deciding between, between two players?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit. Um, you know, my, my head tells me to take Jamison Williams. I didn't have him as my wide receiver one in this class, but my heart tells me to take Elijah Moore because I've already seen it with a subpar quarterback play. Okay. You know, he flashed with Flacco and Mike White. And everybody but Zach Wilson. Um, And I'm not too concerned. I think Elijah Moore is an awesome player. So you know what? Let's go. I'm going to take Elijah Moore and see what happens.
0: Okay. And then his quarterback that's throwing the football goes right after him. And we have Chris Olave, Mike Evans, Devonta Smith, Keenan Allen. So a little bit of a wide receiver run there. And then four straight running backs to start the seventh. Fournette, Zeke, Elijah Mitchell, A.J. Dillon. There goes the whole tier I just talked about, mm-hmm. hopefully trying to make it back to me. Amari Cooper goes here, which I think is kind of interesting in the seventh round. It's kind of that top option for Deshaun Watson when he's playing. And now you're back up here at the 7.06.
1: Who I am really pushing my luck. I'm looking at the running back position coming up here, and it's – You've got – It starts to ETN get squirrely.
0: And it gets a little squirrely. But I think here, here's something we can mention – We have to remember that the 2023 class has a lot of good talent at the quarterback and running back position, and that's why people are pumping up that draft, right? We just came out of one that was really wide receiver heavy, didn't have a lot of high-end quarterback talent, had Brees Hall, a little bit of uh, Kenneth Walker, a little bit of Isaiah Spiller if you liked him, but other than that, really barrett at running back. So uh, if that is a position that you punt, you can definitely retool and reload in the 2023, but you're also maybe understanding that, hey, I'm going to struggle at that position for 2022.
1: I still think my QB two is going to make it back to me. He's still, he's buried down here. So I'm not, I'm not reaching on a QB here. Um, You know, Kenny Pickett, not a huge fan. Sorry. Um, Jamison Williams is still there. How many receivers can I start (laughs) for? Yeah. So, so I do want to mention that because I only made it for 10 rounds. Cause I knew I wanted to keep
0: this around an, uh, an yeah. hour for the, for the show. But if, if we had more picks, we might hammer quarterback, we might hammer wide receiver, True. but because he has to fill out his roster, maybe Doug is going to be pigeonholed. Once he fills out the other two flex spots where he can't, you know, go that six wide receiver or something like that. I don't think we're going to be allowed to take a third quarterback because our super flex and quarterback spot is filled up and we have to fill out the rest of this roster with mm-hmm. 10 picks. So just so you guys know, if you, there's a reason we are going to say, Hey, I'd take the quarterback here just in this mock exercise. I just wanted to have the 10, 10 rounds.
1: All right. I think I am going to take a running back here and this might be, a. some people might look at this and be like, wow, what an absolute reach that is. But with, um, you know, the, the future of Devin Singletary being in question, James cook is one of my favorite running back prospects in this class. I think not just as a pass catcher, I think as a running back, um, You know, this might be a little reachy, but I look at... I mean, you look at the other running backs that are available, right? James Conner, doesn't fit what I'm doing. Hilaire, nope. Damian Harris, nope. Miles Sanders, nope. Tony Pollard, nope. Damian Pierce, Michael Carter, Kareem Hunt, nope, 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 nope. Um, You know, when I'm looking at, like, yeah, I need a second running back here, it's it's either going to be James Cook or I'm starting to think maybe a tight end. I think I can probably wait and get my guy um, on the way around, I'm hoping. So let's go... You know what? Let's go with James Cook. He fits my... Young build, and I think you know being there with Josh Allen and a successful Bills team, I like the explosiveness. I've always liked James Cook. I was mad when he decommitted from Florida State and went to Georgia, Um, but I'm not going to hold it against him. And he plays for my rivals, the Buffalo Bills, but I'll still root for him. So I'm going to take James Cook here. Bit of a reach. Don't care. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think it really just depends on how you see that running back room, right? If you're someone that thinks Devin Singletary is out the door next year, right, he is was he a 2019 he was a part of that DK Metcalf draft if I remember correctly so he's 2019 he's going to be either resigned or moved on from after this year and then who who's left in that running back room James Cook could be really enticing when we're talking about a dynasty perspective if he's the guy there with Josh Allen Uh, so I think I don't mind that pick it's probably not for me because I'm not a big James Cook guy but I understand I understand why I'm really sad because James Conner goes right after him. That's the guy kind of pegged. Again, we're talking about these tiers and how tough it is to draft at the end. You're going to see these runs happen. And boy, did they. We saw Fournette, Zeke, Mitchell, Dylan, Cook, and then Conner all go off the board. So now I got knocked down another tier, which is definitely uh, not ideal for yeah, me. Yeah, running
1: back and- starts to thin out. A- yeah.
0: James Conner is one I probably would have taken over Cook just because he got that three-year deal. And when we look at that deal, he's going to be with the Cardinals for two years. And if you're telling me uh, it's Kyler Murray, they're, they're a pretty solid offense in that touchdown upside that James Conner has. I know he can get injured. That's every running back for me. Sure. So you're telling me two pretty good years with what I consider a running back one that at this point in the seventh round, that's a guy that entices me, but he's gone. Not an option for me. A couple of rookie wide receivers go off with Jamison Williams, Christian Watson, and then the sophomore wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown also gone. We see Kenny Pickett go as well. So I really need to reshift my focus, but there's a pick here for me that I really, really like. Rashad Bateman was a guy I was really high on last year. Marquise Brown, who's also available, he leaves town. He goes to Arizona. So now I think it's Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman time to eat. I understand that the Ravens won't probably throw as much as they did last year after they lost every single running back known to man on their roster. But I do think they're going to be a lot more efficient. We saw Lamar Jackson have 36 touchdowns his MVP season two years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so I think he can return maybe not back to that 7.6, 7.7 touchdown rate, but if he got a six, uh, percent touchdown rate. That's going to be much better than what he had last year. I think he only threw like 16 touchdowns or something like that last year. It was not a great offense because of all the injuries. If they're clicking again, I think a lot of that's going to go to Rashad Bateman. He's going to be that maybe 1B target to Mark Anders 1A. And I love him as a prospect. He can run any route in the book. Really, really slippery. So totally I'm to agree. Go, I'm going to go Bateman there. And now I have my three wide receivers with Higgins, Godwin, Bateman. I still need two flex as well, so it doesn't eliminate me from going back to wide receiver. But let's take a look at these running backs. I keep on punting this down the road. And, I, and honestly, I know that you know we've we've swung so far <laughs> on CEH. We've <laughs> swung so far on him, right? He was the chosen one. He was meant to be. Uh, everything was going to be sunshine and daisies. Um, and now we've fallen to, to where he's available here in the eighth round of a startup. I mean, this guy was a first-round startup pick, remember? Because it was Patrick Mahomes wanted him. He, he was in the, in the one who wanted fit. a lot of rookie drafts. It, Rookie drafts, but just in a regular startup, man. Oh, like startup, people yeah. were all about him yep. because they said this is a perfect marriage. He's a young running back. Why would you not like him and Jonathan Taylor? People were kind they of going decided back not forth. to
1: throw to him in the offense. Cool, <laughs> and they decided
0: not to throw to him. But now we have Juju Smith-Schuster. Travis Kelsey is at age 33. Uh, MBS, you know Hardman. Like some of these options aren't enticing. We know Ronald Jones as much as I love Ronald Jones as a Ronald Jones guy. He's not going to be the pass catcher in that backfield. So can Clyde Edwards-Elair start to step up and take some of those Tyree kill targets, not specifically the down the field ones, but that target share, can that maybe sl- shift a little bit more to the running back? I think it can. Maybe I'm just talking myself into this pick, but he's young. So I don't know if he's going to tank in, in his stock, if he has a solid season. And I definitely think a, a running back here for me is what I would want to do. If, if I, we were just going at other quarterbacks, just to talk on them a little bit, I think Jameis Winston is enticing. Um, I, I think he's a lot better. Um, after he's gotten time to not be the starter, watch behind Drew Brees, learn uh he got that LASIK surgery right. Like just I think I like Jameis Winston a lot better than I than I used to. So he's an option there for me. Cousins Um, Cousins, I I like Cousins, right? He's he's never your he's never your flashy guy, but if he's your quarterback three, that's fantastic. So if we were going other quarterbacks in super flex, I think these guys would continue to come off the board here. I'd probably go him over a CEH. But because we're only going to take two in this, I'm going to go CH and see what happens here. Here's where we see some tight ends start to come yes, off the board. My guy's available. Let's go. Man, Mooney. Let's talk about Mooney really quickly. I know we talked um, about not loving that Bears offense. They're not really doing what they can to help fields. It's kind of just Mooney. I got some Cole Komet love, and maybe that's the tight end you were talking about. I don't know. We'll find out. Fire <laughs> there as well. But, Mooney's kind of the only show in town there for wide receiver and he's not old, right? He's uh, this is going into his third year. I think what are your thoughts there?
1: Uh, You know, it's going to be interesting because is Mooney good enough to face off against the team's number one corner?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a big point. I mean,
1: Allen Robinson was clogging that last year. We all know that Alan Robinson didn't have a great year. Um, I don't think Alan Robinson's lost a step or anything like that, but I think Mooney's, If you're looking for volume and targets, that'll be there. But I just don't know if... I think Mooney's talented, but when he's running against the team's second best corner, I feel much better about it than when he's facing uh, the number one corner on a defense. So Mooney, to me, I think is a fine... If you get him as your wide receiver three or four, like this team did... I don't mind that there. He is going to have some wide, you know, some fringe wide receiver one weeks, probably from time to time. So this late, I don't mind it um, at all, but I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's, he's really going to have to show us what he's made of in order to be uh, a solid wide receiver three this year. So with my pick, my guy here, because we're tight in premium, um, I had him in the same tier as Goddard and Schultz and it's Pat Friermuth. Yeah, um, my my success story last year, when everyone in these auctions was dropping six hundred dollars on Kyle Pitts, <laughs> I dropped 60 bucks on Pat Fryermuth. So I paid 10 percent of the cost and I got way more touchdowns and not as many receptions or yards. But I think Friermuth is and I made a bet with someone that Friermuth will play longer in the NFL and have a better career when it's all said and done than Kyle Pitts. And it's not wow. that I and it's not that I don't like. Wow. Pitts. I think Friermuth is it's like the tortoise and the hare, right? Pitts is the hare and he'll have big years, but Friermouth is is just gonna put it all together and be consistent every single year, every single week. Now I know he's got no Roethlisberger, and they have Kenny Pickett. I think Pat Fryermouth would be Kenny Pickett's best friend. Um for sure. Yeah, And he's such a huge red zone presence. The dude makes like the most ridiculous catches. He can do everything. He doesn't need to come off the field. I don't even know why Eric Ebron's still on the Steelers, to be honest. He is Um, news to me. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I think he is. They're probably paying him some ungodly amount for him to clog up Pat Frymuth's snaps. Um, But I really love Pat. And uh, so I am going to go with Pat Frymuth here. As much as Kirk Cousins is staring me in the face, my QB2 is still on the board and will be. So I'm going to take Pat Frymuth. Yeah, I think in
0: most super flex drafts, we're gonna see some of these quarterbacks maybe not make it here to the eighth and ninth round. Um, we're obviously just dealing with oh, look what at
1: this wide receiver run smokes.
0: Yeah, so so a lot of these guys took their two quarterbacks early, so we're gonna see a lot of these positional players continue to go. Um, and so if you're looking in, and that's probably something I can do with the next drop. I can make it so you can draft multiple quarterbacks because they definitely would continue to go here. But a pick that I like here at the turn is Cortland Sutton. I think that's a guy that should go higher. I know he's kind of getting to that age. He just got a new contract. He's at probably age 26. But, man, he just got the massive upgrade with Russell Wilson. And if we talk about what D.K. Metcalf could do for Russell Wilson, I think Cortland Sutton is a similar mold, that deep ball, has speed, has size. Uh, and I think he can be really, really successful with Russell Wilson, especially if they let him finally cook, right? So mm-hmm. I like Sutton there. They turn around to get George Pickens, another alpha wide receiver. Uh, we'll see what happens with the rest of that wide receiver room in Pittsburgh. Alan Robinson goes. Tony Pollard goes. Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, who had a fantastic playoff game. I'm surprised he didn't go earlier. Right. And now you're back up here. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's round nine. I could probably wait till round 10 to get the guy that I want. But I'm just going to take him now because that'll be fun. And I want to see what's left over for me in the last round. Uh, My QB2 here, uh, you know, I could take Kirk Cousins. He's solid. There's nothing wrong with Kirk Cousins. He's a fringe QB1 He's going to win you games. He's not going to lose you many. He doesn't throw a ton of interceptions. He's got weapons around him. So I like who, Kirk Cousins. Who are you going to say? I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat here. I am a believer in Davis Mills. So. Oh, okay. I was Dave, not ready for that name. All right. So, okay. D- Davis Mills, he, he escaped the draft. Everyone was worried, is like Davis Mills. You know, Lovey Smith is the coach now. He was the coordinator last year. He saw Davis Mills they didn't address the quarterback position at all in the draft. Correct. I think they really like Davis mills. You know what? I really like Davis mills. He played way better than anyone thought he would. For sure. For sure. Um, you know, they, they bring in Mechie. They've got Brandon cooks there still. So he'll get his thousand yards. I really like Nico Collins. I love me some Brevin Jordan. They get Damian Pierce. I don't know what to expect from him yet. You know, they got some veteran running backs. They can kind of piecemeal it. Um, I think Davis Mills might be the long-term guy in Houston.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a big year for him because their roster, you could argue, is is not great. They're on the complete rebuilding uh, aspect. So, does he have the success where he can be in games, uh, be competent, uh, you know, look like a, a, Houston a was solid in more games
1: than we think they were.
0: They were in a lot of games. Yeah, Yeah. because of – say because of him not turning the football over and just being able to be, quote-unquote, a game manager, and that's in his first year, can he take a step forward? Now, I think there's still an opportunity if they're in a top 10 pick. They can look hard at a quarterback, so that's why I'm a little nervous. But if you're getting him here at this spot, right – you're not worried uh, about that. You're just taking a QB3 that, hey, if he's great for this year and then I need to pivot to a new QB3 next year, that's fine. Or QB2, I guess, first
1: round or, technically yeah. for
0: you. But yeah, I think you're okay at this point in the draft because you don't need him to be the, oh, locked in for sure starter. Uh, you, you could take that, uh, you know, the next time around, you can have that, um, you know, the cousins or, or some of these other guys that, hey, they're going to be okay. Uh, who's another name, Winston Tannehill. I think that's a perfect name. Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, right? They're just going to be the guy there, but then you have the younger asset in Davis Mills. So I think it's an interesting strategy. I I know Kevin Steele has been talking about Davis Mills and saying, hey, we need to pay attention to him. He's better than we thought he was. And they didn't address the quarterback position. They tried to build around him. And so let's see uh, what he does here in 2022. Mm -hmm. Okay, to round this out, I think there's a couple options here as I scroll through running back, it's obviously going to be ugly. It's not going to be as deep as wide receiver. We know that. Um, There's a couple of guys where I could go, but I think uh, again, if we're talking about dynasty and how quickly running backs are replaced, I'm going to look at wide receiver here to continue to build out. We talked about Chris Godwin earlier um, and how I might not have him for the beginning of the season. I saw Walido in the chat asking, uh, why is Brandon Cook still there? And I completely agree. I think Brandon Cook's, Year in, year out, gonna get you a thousand yards. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is, doesn't matter what team he's on. So if I need somebody, Such a to, value. if I need somebody to kind of weather the storm while I'm waiting on Chris Godwin to come back, this is the perfect guy to do that. Didn't mean to click that there. Uh he's gonna be the perfect guy to do that. So I'm gonna take him here and then a lot of options still here. Man, David Bell, I'm a David Bell guy. Maybe a bit early.
1: I like David Bell a lot too.
0: I love David Bell. I'm still a believer in Chase Claypool, and I know that they just brought in George Pickens. We'll see what happens with Deontay Johnson. There's a ton of malice to feed in this room, but when when you have that size-speed combo, uh, his touchdowns were fantastic year one. They definitely regressed in year two. If he can just get to this middle ground, he's going to be a solid wide receiver three, and he's young. So I think that's a great option for him where he's not going to lose value. And then what happens with Deontay Johnson – uh, does, you know, is there an injury where he can take on a larger role? Uh, does Kenny Pickett end up being fantastic? That's where I'm going to take a shot with a younger guy. It was between him and Jahan Dotson. I'm a little bit uh, down on Jahan Dotson. I know, uh, Cody who just jumped in the chat, won't love to hear that, but, uh, Claypool here for me is going to be a guy where I think he's going to retain his value for a couple of years and have the opportunity Agreed. to increase it. So that's how I'm going to round out my draft with a couple of wide receivers. So my draft, we, we had 10 rounds. Watson for me, Tua as my quarterback Two Pitts, I took in the second round as my tight end, Barkley and CEH. So I'm pretty light at a running back, honestly. And that's something that I'll need to address here in 2023 or make some trades. But then wide receiver Higgins, Godwin, Bateman, Cooks and Claypool. So definitely some trade options there. You just had a groan there. What was that? What was that Uh that was
1: Rashad White getting picked two picks in front of me. I didn't think he would go. Yeah. Um he would have fit this team perfectly. You know, I saw a tweet uh and I you know, I browse through Twitter here and there. I'm not on it as much as I used to be. I'm trying to like, you know, separate myself from being on there all the time. Yeah. But I did catch a tweet today that said that when uh, the Saints drafted Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram was coming off a really good year and he was 27 years old. And um uh, Rashad White, they Tampa Bay drafted him and Leonard Fournette's 27 years old coming off a great season. So they might use Rashad White a lot, and I like his draft uh, his draft profile. I like the draft capital that Tampa Bay used on him. Unfortunately, Robbie Keyshawn Vaughn.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one that still stings. Yeah. I think that, that running back room is interesting for this year because there's a lot of different ways they can go, right? Geo is still there. So where does the pass catching work? Uh, go, is it Leonard Fournette that we saw last year? Is it Geo mixing in? Or is it – that's a big part of White's game is how good he is at pass catching. Um, then you have Keyshawn Bond. Is he mixing in? Is he that Rojo where he's the second main guy in between the tackles because we know he's not being the pass catcher? I'm about to dive into my projections for 2022, and that's a running back room that I'm going to have a lot of questions on. going to have to reach out to fans to see how they're they're seeing and what the beat reporters are saying. About that running back room. But again, we're talking about this stage of the draft. You want to take these younger shots. I don't mind that at all.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one. I could go, I could take another quarterback here. I mean, you got Jameis Winston. I could take a shot on Malik Willis. You know, I, I think Willis has an incredible amount of ceiling. Uh, I know he, he was only taken in the third round. Everyone knows that by now. Um, but I think he might be the guy in 2023 and the Titans, you know, they drafted Traylon Burks, they drafted Hassan Haskins, they drafted the athletic Delaney Walker clone at tight end, whose name I can never pronounce. Um, so they, they drafted a lot of young offensive pieces and it could be a signal that like, we have what we have now, but this is the future. Um, because they didn't really address defense. They went with a lot of offensive pieces. So Malik Willis is intriguing. Um, I've been getting him in rookie super flex drafts. Um, you know, early second round. And I'm okay with that. You know, I know I'm going to have to sit on him for a year, probably unless he comes out and just blows everyone away. Um, So that's an interesting one. I like, you know, Jahan Dotson, like you said, the first round capital fits yep. what I'm doing. I, I There's a part of me that really wants to take Cole Komet here. And, and I just did by accident, but that's fine. Um, so Cole Komet, I took him. And the reason I took Cole Komet is because you look at the targets. Darnell Mooney should get a lot. They drafted Velas Jones in the third round. They have Byron Pringle, Jimmy Graham. I don't believe is on the team anymore. Finally, and nope, they don't have, gone. And they don't have eight tight ends on the roster. Cole Komet had sixty catches last year. They don't have eight eight tight ends on the roster yet.
0: Yeah, I give it <laughs> yet. time.
1: But I think I think Cole Komet had six hundred and something yards and sixty receptions. Cole Komet could have a tight end one season this year and really break out. Um, so pairing him in his year three season with a year two Pat Fryer move, I'm going to be all set at the tight end position for quite a while. And I've loved Cole Komet. um, I got him late in a couple of rookie drafts, um, you know, a few years ago and I'm just been waiting and we started to see it last year. And I think that he takes the leap where he could go 85 receptions, 900 yards and six to eight touchdowns and be a tight end one, because we all know, all you need is 30 yards and a touchdown to be a freaking tight end one nowadays. Um, but with that PPR upside of tight end premium, Cole Clement, I think, uh makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I think uh what was interesting for me here is did I miss or did Sky Moore not nope. go in this draft?
1: Sky Moore went a couple of rounds ago. Okay, I, I did miss him. Yeah,
0: he went. Yep, Sky Moore. Okay, okay. Yep. I was just looking at some of these rookie wide receivers because, again, everyone was super down on this 2022 class, but I thought it was fantastic. I honestly think this wide receiver room stacks up really well with the last two. Maybe it doesn't yeah. have the, the Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell top top pick, but I think their depth is so much better than the, than the last couple years and, and definitely 2019 and some of these other years. So I'm really big on, on a lot of these rookie uh, wide receivers. I didn't get any in this draft just because, again, drafting at the turn, you kind of have to – uh, be really selective with who you choose. But yeah. um, I think that, that those guys going in this you know 8, 9, 10 range are going to be fantastic selections. And I like what you did here. So let's read off your team real quick. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Michael Pittman, Elijah Moore, James Cook, Pat Fryermuth, Davis Mills, and Cole Komet. So you doubled up at tight end, which I don't think is bad in a tight end premium because if Cole comet is going to be this, hey, positive touchdown regression, I know we don't have to say positive, but he's going to yeah. increase his touchdowns for how many targets he's going to get, then he's going to be the same as, as some of these middling wide receiver threes in a tight end premium. Absolutely. So I love that pick. And then for me, I had Watson, uh, Kyle Pitts, Saquon Barkley, T. Higgins, Tua, Godwin, Bateman, C H cooks and Claypool looking at some of these teams. Who did you like uh, any, anything that stands out, any steals, any uh, values?
1: Yeah, let me take a look. So just to go over my team, the only pick that I might not make again was cook, but I felt that running back because there was that stretch right in front of me and I didn't really want James Connor. That was the only time where I felt a little uneasy making a pick. Um, but with this team also, I-, I stuck with the year one, two and a couple of year, three players. So while this team might not be great this year, I might get a really high 2023 pick and be able to get a piece to build around in that. So looking at some of these teams, Hmm, you definitely really went, like? you went young, right? And oh, you yeah. said, you're going to do that going into it. You definitely
0: want to stick with your year one, year two, you got year three with, with, uh, Pittman there, but I think that's absolutely fine. Year three with commit the, the tight ends play forever. So you definitely followed your strategy. If you're not taking anybody really over that year three, uh, Mark And I think that's good in a startup because they're going to retain that value. Even if Elijah Moore has a middling season, he's still going to be valued next year. Even if ETN has a middling year, he's still going to have value. It's not like these guys drop off. Whereas if you have, I, I went uh, Godwin, I went Cooks, uh, CEH. If some of these guys maybe don't have a fantastic year, you could see them drop a little bit more. Then on the flip side, maybe my guys produce a little bit earlier. So it's just a kind of a little bit of back and forth strategy between the younger, younger yeah. guys that we might have to wait on a year versus some of these established guys.
1: I really like team two. They went Herbert and Lance uh, back-to-back, and then they added Dalvin Cook and J.K. Dobbins, Hawkinson, Devonta Smith in the sixth, Zeke Elliott. I mean, this is more of a win-now model to me on this team. So Zeke in the seventh, followed by Juju, Allen Robinson, and Gallup. I think that team's really solid, Um, and especially if Lance gets even close to the ceiling that we think he has. Um, You know, They didn't take a third quarterback, but that's fine. There's still plenty of good ones available. So I, I like team two quite a bit. Um, and the way that they built their team. You know, interesting, we saw Team 7 go their first quarterback in the ninth round. They double-tapped Cousins and Tannehill. So they pushed QB to the limit, and they went with Jefferson, Andrews, A.J. Brown, Kamara, Montgomery, Judy, Connor, Mooney, two quarterbacks. Interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's not a... It's not a terrible model. The the only problem is is when these quarterbacks, when they match up against some of these quarterbacks that put up 30-point weeks, 32-point weeks, they're going to struggle to win those games because you're not going to get those from Cousins and Tannehill all too often. right? So if they have weeks when they match up and their quarterbacks are staying in the 25-point range, they're going to outscore them on the – Wide receiver side, they're going to outscore him probably on the running back side. Mark Andrews is going to outscore him on the tight end side. It's just when they have those weeks where their opponent's quarterbacks go off, they're definitely going to take the L more times than not.
1: Yeah, Team 10 going four running backs in a row. Bold strategy, Cotton. That is. I don't
0: know if you you follow the FF Dynasty guys. Uh, They push running back like no tomorrow. I love those guys, Casey uh, and Jay Wayne and Big Co. They are running back heavy. I feel like this would be a team – like them, they love getting their <laughs> running backs because you talk about it. It's hard to trade for quarterbacks. It's really hard to trade for young, good, talented running yeah. backs. And they have two off the rip there with Najee and Javante Williams. They take a winnow guy with Henry and then Gibson. It's probably getting to okay value. I didn't take him uh, at the three twelve because I'm, I have questions with him and what the commanders think about him as a workhorse back. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like some of those uh, people that you pointed out. Um, I think the only other – I pointed out before, but Sutton, Juju, and Mike Williams, kind of that range in the eighth round, the end of the eighth round. I think that's a really good area. If I would do something different, I'd maybe wait. Even though this is a three-wide receiver league, I'd wait on T. Higgins, even though I love him. i probably want to be a little bit stronger at running back than Barkley CEH, and I probably would have waited on T. Higgins because if my top running uh, wide receivers are Godwin, Bateman, and Cooks, I'm not – in Claypool, I'm not worried about that still. And I could have gotten maybe uh, Kamara, ETN, Chubb, Ken Walker, Dobbins. Those guys all went after uh, I passed on – or I took Higgins and passed on running back. Because the guys I was hoping to make it back to me were Monty and Josh Jacobson. So I just kind of had to drop a tier, and then I ended up dropping another tier. So if I could redo this, that would be something I'd do, is make sure I get my second running back probably by the fourth round, I think you have to force it, but there's definitely, I'm, I'm going to pay it running back each week.
1: Yeah. Probably what would have been me is like going ETN. And then instead of taking Pittman, taking Montgomery, and then I would have had Elijah Moore as my wide receiver three. And I would have been okay with that. Um, you know, and then having feel pressed to take cook in the seventh, that would probably would have been the, my biggest change. Um, cause I do like Montgomery as a player, but I'm glad I took ETN where I did, because that was after that, it was a lot of running backs off the board. And it was kind of in that, and, or even taking, you know, um, here I wish Aaron Jones made it back to me in the sixth. I still love Aaron Jones, um, one of my favorite players to watch. So that would have been cool too. But
0: Yeah, yeah, I think wide receiver is deep because of how good the classes have been in 2021 20, and now 2022. So if that's a little tidbit is your you're young wide receivers are going to drop a little bit just because there's so many of them. And then maybe the, the tip is, hey, that second running back, take maybe one of those guys at age 25, 26, now, you know you're not going to have them for the long haul, but if they fall to that fifth round – or where did Zeke and them fall? Is, is that the sixth Seven. round? Steve, Seventh round, yeah. right? Like that has to be fantastic value. You know you're not going to get long-term value out of that. But if you're talking about win now, he's a fantastic running back too for at least the next year and a half, two years. That's, yep. that's, a, that's a really good pick in my opinion. And James Conner was the other one that I just barely missed out on. So uh, any other like lasting thoughts just in, in general, startup, any – Lasting tips. We, we didn't even talk about trading because we couldn't trade in this, but I think right. that's super important. If you feel like your tier broke, especially when you're at the ends, like I was, if you need to get back in, if there's a run going and you're like, man, this is the last guy of the tier, I need to jump up and get him. Don't be afraid to trade. It's hard to gauge value, but but the way you do it is you, you ask people. Uh, ha- I know Doug and I are always going back and forth on, hey, what do you think about this trade? What do you think about yep. this uh, ask a group of people. We have our discord, the TFA discord. You guys can jump in there absolutely free. Ask your questions dynasty wise. We're here to kind of help and give our thoughts as well. So any, any lasting thoughts before we get out of here?
1: I think in startups, you know, I usually try, try to be like water and be fluid, um, in startups, but I think as I've started to do more of them, I think I want to decide, you know, in the first couple of rounds, like am I going to try to win now or am I going to try to go youth movement? Because if you try to go win now, like you can pick up, like you said, Zeke in the seventh, even a Deandre Hopkins was like in round eight. Now I know he's going to miss six games, but Hopkins is going to play for a while. Like his, his, his game is like Larry Fitzgerald. He can play for a long time. Um, so you can smash like Kelsey in the third and just win. If you want to win the first couple years of the league, you can, you can do it. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's something that you want to decide going in. I kind of like the younger the younger builds with year one and year two because it's it's fun to see those players um, you know hit, and then some of them don't hit, which is just a reality. But uh, I think going into it, you have to kind of decide in the first couple of rounds, depending on how it shakes out. Like, look at what you got, and be like, all right, I can win now with these guys, and I can really push it win now. Or you know what? I think there's a lot of youth that I can get. Because you're going to take advantage in Dynasty. The younger players are going to go earlier. The older players are going to go later. And they're going to present a lot of value because they're still, you know, number twos at their position. So, yeah, I mean, you re- you can really you can really decide what you want to do in the moment. But I think going in, you're like, all right, I want to win the first couple of years of the league because that'll pay for the next five years. Like, some people think that way too, and I'm okay with that. But uh, And quarterbacks, I mean, there was a lot of quarterbacks left. Um, that were startable. I mean, Matt Ryan Wentz, uh, you know, even guys like Trubisky, like you could have started kick the can on quarterback down the road. And then the rookies were still left with Willis and Ritter. Um, so I don't think you have to be pressured into taking a QB two. Um, you're going to see them all fly off the board. And that's when you kind of have to be, am I going to jump on the train or am I going to do something different? Uh-huh. Yeah, we
0: we we know in startups sometimes they go twenty eight rosters, right? They go twenty eight rounds or twenty six, sometimes even thirty rounds. Yep. I think that's something that I try and hit is that when people are looking at Drew Locke and they're looking at Geno Smith and and Mitchell Trubisky and a lot of these guys that think are gross, those are guys I'm hammering in those later rounds, probably the mm-hmm. teens, because. All it takes is two or three games, and that guy's value just skyrockets. And if you don't like flip the guy, a just just flip him. Just flip him, especially when we have a good draft coming up. Someone mm-hmm. needs quarterback; they go down all the time. Running backs go down all the time. So the, there's nothing that that increases value like a starting quarterback mm-hmm. in these superflex leagues. I'm taking backups right with my last maybe three or four picks. I'm like Dak Prescott's backup, Cooper Rush, or or uh, you know these these backups that you know have performed. For a game or two, and they have some talent, take them because they get starting. They're a starter for five, six weeks. You can absolutely take them and flip them and increase the the value.
1: Yeah, for quarterbacks, especially with a twenty twenty three class, that's as deep as we all think it's going to be. You know, a second round pick. If there's anything I'm targeting, I did it in. 2019, I wanted to get as many second round picks in the 2020 class as I could because I really liked that class and it worked out well. So I think if you know you know that ahead of time, you might be able to take advantage of that and like, hey, like get a second. And then if you have like two, three seconds, then you can kind of move your way around the board and get the players that you want. It gives you a lot more flexibility to add to your team. And same thing in startups. If you want to move out of a spot. Um, especially if you're win now you can do that a lot because people want to get the younger players be like, all right, you can move up spots. Give me a second round pick or a third round pick like to do that. And I think you can start to build that, you know, you can build a win now team, but still build a war chest of picks yep. where you can do that kind of like I'm win now, but I'm adding younger pieces through the draft in the next couple of years. So there's a transition period where you're not necessarily stuck in like a stripped down complete rebuild. Yep. That's something Tom
0: and I are going to focus on. Uh, this summer here in June and, and late May is we're going to start to put out these videos, you know, startup tips and tricks, how to trade during the startup, how to value uh, people in in Dynasty. Those are videos that we want to throw out to people because it's so tough and it can change from league to league. But if you just have the ground basis, how to use calculators, right? Dynasty calculators. Don't live by them, but use them to kind of get a general gauge of what the consensus thinks. I think a lot of those things are are, are things that we want to tell to our Dynasty listeners. And I know you guys at DHH are doing a lot of stuff. You guys are going Sundays, reminding people what time you're going uh, and what, do you have any guests coming up? Tell us a little bit about your stuff there.
1: Yeah. So we just did a a fun food mock um, with our friend Bo and Scott Simpson. And that was a lot of fun. So we were, you know, we drafted and compared players to food. We've done it in the past with Matt Price, with animals. um so it's a really fun episode to do you know it's hilarious um but we're going live every sunday at 9 p.m you can catch us on youtube we go live facebook as well and you can listen to the podcast Uh, tyler usually uploads it on monday mornings now um you know we don't have a a ton of guests coming up soon but we're always we have guests coming up but i don't want to spoil anything there you go keep it a secret or keep it a secret. So you got to tune in to the well, Dynasty Happy Hour. You can find us on all the different podcast networks, especially iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. We're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're looking for uh, some fun, some dad jokes, some really good Dynasty analysis, uh, come and join us. I've been with DHH now for a handful of years. We're over 300 episodes now. Um, you know, one of the OG Dynasty yep. podcasts. Um, so, yeah, DHH is a lot of fun and come and listen to me host and try to keep the guys together um follow me on twitter at the fantasy father always looking for more followers i don't tweet a lot i'm more of a i collect the data in my brain i should tweet out my thoughts more often um and i'm trying to get better with that i'm trying to i'm trying to balance being on twitter too much and not enough yep it's it's a weird thing um ongoing battle but yeah so you can always reach out to me if you've got dynasty questions or redraft idp dfs i play in every format um so you can you can follow me there and that would be awesome but yeah thanks for having me on Robbie I had a great time and uh I would love that this was a real team because it'd be fun to watch it grow right you know have the year one two and three players is always fun
0: yeah I, I'm eventually they're gonna do that right they're gonna let you do a mock and they're gonna just show you like the best ball score at the end of the year and maybe that's just what best balls are like well we should just do best balls and then we can track these a little bit yeah. better uh but yeah I, I think that um I really appreciate you jumping on uh, we'd amazing. like to see, hey, how do you draft from the middle? How do you draft from the end? And just pick your dynasty mind a little bit. You're somebody that I followed for a long time when I got into it. Um, Some that I go back and forth with a lot on trades. So, mm-hmm. at the Fantasy Father uh, is him on Twitter, and then I'm at NFL Robbie, and we're gonna see you guys next time.